The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord is glorious in his saints. O come, let us adore him. Together, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 143 on page 518. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and consider my desire. Hearken unto me for thy truth and righteousness' sake. And enter not into judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul, he hath smitten my life down to the ground. He hath laid me in the darkness as the men that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit vexed within me, and my heart within me is desolate. Yet do I remember the time past, I muse upon all thy works. Yea, I exercise myself in the works of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee, my soul gaspeth unto thee as a thirsty land. Hear me, O Lord, and that soon, for my spirit waxes faint. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. O let me hear thy loving kindness betimes in the morning, for in thee is my trust. Show thou me the way that I should walk in, for I lift up my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies, for I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do the thing that pleaseth thee, for thou art my God. Let thy loving spirit lead me forth into the land of righteousness. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, and for thy righteousness' sake bring my soul out of trouble. And of thy goodness slay mine enemies, and destroy all of them that vex my soul, for I am thy servant. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the ninth chapter of the book of Second Kings. 
And Elisha the prophet called one of the sons of the prophets, and said to him, Get yourself ready, take this flask of oil in your hand, and go to Ramoth-Gilead. Now when you arrive at that place, look there for Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshai, and go in and make him rise up from among his associates, and take him to an inner room. Then take the flask of oil, pour it on his head, and say, Thus says the Lord, I have anointed you king over Israel. Then open the door and flee, and do not delay. So the young man, the servant of the prophet, went to Ramoth-Gilead, and when he arrived, there were the captains of the army sitting, and he said, I have a message for you, commander. Jehu said, For which one of us? And he said, For you, commander. Then he arose and went into the house, and he poured the oil on his head and said to him, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I have anointed you king over the people of the Lord, over Israel. You shall strike down the house of Ahab, your master, that I may avenge the blood of my servants, the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of the Lord at the hand of Jezebel. For the whole house of Ahab shall perish, and I will cut off from Ahab all the males in Israel, both bond and free. So I will make the house of Ahab like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Baasha, the son of Ahijah. The dogs shall eat Jezebel on the plot of ground at Jezreel, and there shall be none to bury her. And he opened the door and fled. Then Jehu came out, of, out to the ser servants his master, and said, and one of them said, Is all well? Why is this madman come to you? And he said to them, You know the man and his babble. And they said, A lie, tell us now. So he said, Thus and thus he spoke to me, saying, Thus says the Lord, I have anointed you king over Israel. Then each man hastened to take his garment and put it under him on the top of the steps. And they blew trumpets, saying, Jehu is king. So Jehu the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshai, conspired against Joram. Now Joram had been defending Ramoth-Gilead, he and all Israel, against Hazael, king of Syria. But King Joram had returned to Jezreel to recover from the wounds which the Syrians had inflicted on him when he fought with Hazael, king of Syria. And Jehu said, If you are so minded, let no one leave or escape from the city, to go and tell it in Jezreel. So Jehu rode in a chariot and went to Jezreel, for Joram was laid up there, and Ahaziah king of Judah had come down to see Joram. Now a watchman stood on the tower in Jezreel, and he saw the company of Jehu as he came and said, I see a company of men. And Joram said, Get a horseman and send him to meet, him, meet them, and let him say, Is it peace? So the horseman went to meet him, and said, Thus says the king, Is it peace? And Jehu said, What have you to do with peace? Turn around and follow me. So the watchman reported, saying, The messenger went to them, but is not coming back. Then he sent out a second horseman who came to them, and said, Thus says the king, Is it peace? And Jehu answered, What have you to do with peace? Turn around and follow me. So the watchman reported, saying, He went up to them and is not coming back. And the driving is like the driving of Jehu, the son of Nimshai, for he drives furiously. Then Joram said, Make ready. And his chariot was made ready. 
Then Joram king of Israel and Ahaziah king of Judah went out, each in his chariot, and they went out to meet Jehu, and met him on the property of Naboth the Jezreelite. Now it happened, when Joram saw Jehu, that he said, Is it peace, Jehu? So he answered, What peace, as long as the harlotries of your mother Jezebel and her witchcraft are so many? Then Joram turned around and fled, and said to Ahaziah, Treachery, Ahaziah. Now Jehu drew his bow with full strength and shot Jehoram between his arms, and the arrow came out at his heart, and he sank down in his chariot. Then Jehu said to Bidkar, his captain, Pick him up and throw him into the tract of the field of Naboth, the Jezreelite. For remember, when you and I were riding together behind Ahab his father, that the Lord laid this burden upon him. Surely I saw yesterday the blood of Naboth and the blood of his sons, says the Lord, and I will repay you in this plot, says the Lord. Now therefore take and throw him on the plot of ground, according to the word of the Lord. <clears throat> but when Ahaziah king of Judah saw this, he fled on the road to Beth Hagan. So Jehu pursued him and said, Shoot him also in the chariot. And they shot him at the ascent to Gur, which is by Iblium. Then he fled to Megiddo and died there. And his servants carried him in the chariot to Jerusalem and buried him in his tomb with his fathers in the city of David. In the eleventh year of Joram the son of Ahab, Ahaziah became king over Judah. Now when Jehu had come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it, and she put paint on her eyes and adorned her head, and looked through a window. Then as Jehu entered at the gate, she said, Is it peace, Zimri, murder, murderer of your master? And he looked up at the window and said, Who is on my side? Who? So two or three eunuchs looked out at him. Then he said, Throw her down. So they threw her down, and some of her blood spattered on the wall and on the horses. And he trampled her underfoot. And when he had gone in, he ate and drank. Then he said, Go now, see to this accursed woman and bury her, for she was a king's daughter. So they went to bury her, but they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hands. Therefore they came back and told him, and he said, This is the word of the Lord, which he spoke by his servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying, On the plot of ground at Jezreel dogs shall eat the flesh of Jezebel, and the corpse of Jezebel shall be as refuse on the surface of the field, in the plot at Jezreel, so that they shall not say, Here lies Jezebel. Here endeth the first lesson. Today I'm on page 10. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only son, also the Holy Ghost, the comforter. Thou art the king of glory, O Christ. 
Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Vouchsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here beginneth the sixth chapter of the epistle of 1 Timothy. Let as many bondservants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. And those who have believing masters, let them not despise them, because they are brethren, but rather serve them, because those who are benefited are believers and beloved. Teach and exhort these things. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which accords with godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but is obsessed with disputes and arguments over words, from which come envy, strife, reviling, evil suspicions, useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. From such withdraw yourselves. Now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Here endeth the second lesson. <clears throat> Jubilate on page 15. O oh, be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Be sure that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. O oh, go your way into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty and most merciful God, of thy bountiful goodness keep us, we beseech thee, from all things that may hurt us, that we, being ready both in body and soul, may cheerfully accomplish those things which thou commandest. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, who has knit together thine elect in one communion and fellowship, in the mystical body of thy Son, Christ our Lord, grant us grace so to follow thy blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those unspeakable joys which thou hast prepared for those who unfeignedly love thee, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. The story of the kind of the judgment that comes on Jezebel in the house of, of Ahab is a culmination of, of a segment of history in the northern kingdom. We remember after the death of Solomon, um, the northern king, the kingdom of Israel was divided into two kingdoms, Israel in the north with the capital at Samaria and Judah in the south with the capital at Jerusalem. That split happened about 930 BC. And the northern kingdom immediately fell into um, idolatry because the king that God had said could have the northern kingdoms, Jeroboam, to keep people from coming down to the temple at Jerusalem where God said Israel should worship, uh, instead set up two idol shrines, one in the north in Dan and one in Bethel in the south. And um, 
So idolatry, the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nabat, the refrain we've gone through was the sin of going to these idol shrines rather than going to the temple in Jerusalem to worship the one true God. And one of the succession of kings, Ahab, had married uh, this uh, Jezebel who came from Tyre, who was probably a, a priestess of the Baal cult in Tyre and brought this very uh, aggressive pagan Baal cult which actively not only didn't go to the temple in Jerusalem, but actually opposed God and, and, and his prophets and their word in the northern kingdom. And prophecy came against them, as we, as we recounted in our lesson day from Elijah and now Elisha. And we remember we've read for a long time now how God has shown to, um, you know, the, the kings in the north, his power, his presence, and there has been no no change, and so now we finally have the the, the judgment. And uh, but the northern kingdom is never going to repent and be fully restored to to devotion to God. And so it's historical. It will come to a historical end in 722 BC. We'll get that in the narrative when the Assyrians invade and and resettle the people. And so this is the culmination of that and uh, uh, the judgment that was promised and that comes. And it reminds us that. Um, that there is no enduring existence apart from God and his kingdom. And God had given Israel the land. And, and so the northern kingdom, having separated itself <clears throat> from the life that is in, in God, where God's going to dwell on his people and, and chosen to worship their own idols, end up having no life, no enduring life. And in the spiritual life, Jezebel becomes a kind of symbolic character, too. She's mentioned in Revelation, in one of the letters that the risen Christ sends to the churches, you know, that, that he has, I have this against you. you, you tolerate that woman Jezebel. And this is, this happens a lot in the New Testament where Old Testament stories are hearkened to, to sort of give a narrative framework to what's going on in the church. And what it would be is someone who's in the church, who's, who's preaching, who, who's counseling people to be unfaithful to, to God and saying it's okay to worship some other things. <clears throat> and, and, and that's the kind of Jezebel who's in Israel. She's a queen in Israel, and yet she's pulling Israel into this worship of other things. And so in the spiritual life, we, we, we're, we're, we're aware of the ways that our hearts can be drawn into these kind of worshiping other idols, worshiping things that are not God. And when we read the psalm this morning, which said, of thy goodness slay mine enemies, um, while it has a sort of visible uh, physical imagery in, in the forefront, for us the enemies um, are, we think of also the enemies of the soul, the world, the flesh, and the devil that we renounced in baptism. And so when we're, we're putting to death those things in us that um, draw us away from our rootedness in Christ and his kingdom, <clears throat> because there is no, there's, there's literally nothing to the idol. That is, if we give, if we give ourselves over to the idol and live in service to it, our end is, is we've given up the life that is life. And this makes sense of, of our instructions in Timothy today. Um, and sometimes the, the instructions that are uh, difficult to understand, where in New Testament they said, let as many as are bond servants. Uh, who are under the yoke of their masters, <clears throat> you know, counseling them to be to do good work. Now, we 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 first note that this is 
an ancient labor arrangement. It's not quite the slavery that was known in our country. But the point about this is that Paul is count or, or Paul is counseling Timothy to instruct people to view everything in terms of the kingdom of God. And that the temporal arrangements are temporal. But even now, we who have been baptized into Christ and put our faith in Jesus live in his kingdom. And therefore, we're to engage every temporal thing in the light of the kingdom, because that's we, we will be um, that's where our life is. And when Christ is revealed at, at, the, at the end, the telos of all things, our behavior, our faith in him that causes us to be faithful in the temporal arrangements, faithful to him in them, will be rewarded. So therefore, the, the, the worker who's being oppressed in some way but continues to do good work to the glory of God and the good of others, God sees that. And as it says in Revelations, their works follow them. That has an internal recompense. And therefore, <clears throat> the, it, it ends up being a kind of a distraction to the spiritual life if we're too focused on how do I get my, you know, my boss to treat me fairly? Or, you know, obviously, sometimes you got to leave a job if it's not, you know, we have more choice in, in, in our time than the people that, that, Tim, that Paul is writing to are about. But, but the point is, um, we're not to focus entirely on the temporal aspect or reward of, of what we're doing, but to focus on how it situates itself in the kingdom. And that's the same thing about um, money, that money is something that draws us away from a focus on the kingdom, the pursuit of it. <clears throat> and, and not, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we should note that it's, it's the love of money that's root of all evil, not money itself. But the, the, the disorder, and this is really a, a huge disorder of our culture, which evaluates everything in monetary terms. What's the, you know, what's the, the gross national product? Where's the stock market? How are we? And, and when you in, evaluate life only in monetary terms, you miss the first and most important thing, which is seeking first the kingdom of God. That is seeing honoring God with what we do and, and what and making sure that what we do is good for other people. That's the commandment is to love God and love neighbor. And Jesus tells us when we do that, these things will be added to us. It's perfectly possible to have an enterprise, a business that does good work to the glory of God and treats people well and makes money. Um, but the focus, our focus as Christians should be on the work and the glory of God, not solely on the money and we focus solely on the money we begin to compromise the duty to god and the good of others to get the money and that's why the love of money is 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 problematic for us <clears throat> and it's 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 the purpose of, in the christian life of tithing and generosity to give god the first and the best is to give our money away honor him first so we're not possessed by it, to free us from the love of money so we can focus on serving and to be generous regularly so it doesn't possess us. Our money doesn't possess us, but we kind of live with more of an open hand. But the overarching thing is to realize fully in the kingdom because that's the only thing in this world of any enduring value. Everything that's not in the kingdom is simply temporal, like Jezebel, her rule in the, <clears throat> in the northern kingdom. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. 
O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways on unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend thy fatherly goodness, all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve them, according to their several necessities giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Friday and great start to your weekend. Um, thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody.